right? That means black and white is a color. Black and white is definitely a color. <laughs> Welcome to the arena. I'm Archer Almighty. And this is Elevated Thoughts. Uh, sitting here with Uncle Chuck. What, what, what? <sighs> What's going on, man? Uh, so, whew, I got my mic in the bag. I'm high as fuck, man. What's, what we smoking on today? Let's get it going. I'm smoking on some Harlequin. You on Harlequin. I'm on Purple Punch. Shout out to oh, Brandon. Oh, oh, oh. We at the UWD. Yeah, Club we are. You know, yeah, we are. You know if we together be a club band. Yep. I love it over here. So, I showed up to your D&D. The UWD stands for Uncle Chuck with Doobies. <laughs> um, so yeah, we're, I'm showing Sam the wonderful world of D and D. Back in my day, if you played D and D, you also ran from fights. But <laughs> that ain't that ain't true no more. No, not at it's all. It's a different world now. I People would... open up their minds, and yep. um, at the end of the day, D and D is a role playing game, but it's a storytelling game. So role playing game in the sense of you take on a role and storytelling that you're really just telling stories back and forth. Like the old days when you used to play cops and robbers or cowboys and Indians. Mm-hmm. It's just like that. But now we got dice, the role, that kind of helps us control of back in the day when you're cops and robbers, you both got shot and you both didn't get shot. <laughs> and everybody argued for 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. This, the dice takes it out. The dice rolls a number. That number says you, this, you did it or you didn't do it. So the dice is the equalizer. Other than that, it's just a big storytelling game. Well, I like stories, and I was like, and I like games as well. So I was like, why not? I'll give it a shot. I play video games, you know. Well, play- Sam, what I did with D and D in this one is, it's a twist. We're calling it instead of Dungeons and Dragons, we're calling it Dungeons and Doobies. Because mm. back in my day, we'd sit around the table and we'd all smoke a joint and play the game. Couldn't really do that in public, obviously, in the seventies, eighties. Mm-hmm. So when the big seven eighty eight passed, and I said, first one of the things I said was. When they get a public room that we can all smoke in, we're going to play some fucking D&D. Mm-hmm. So now that we can do it, and we can medicate what we're playing, we're going to do that. And we're going to do a stroll arm of Dungeons and Doobies where we raise money for charity that we're going to call Puff Puff Pledge. I like that. I like that. Um, and, and people don't understand. Gamers, I've been around gamers, whether it's Magic the Gathering, Dungeons and Dragons, or any of the other thousands of role-playing games out there. As a lot, those people are a caring group. They really want to give if you give them a chance. People think of them as just out in their own little room in their closet playing little games. Mm-hmm. That's not true. The majority of people I've come across in the, playing these games love to help. And they love to be part of something that helps other people. Um, it's a creative game. So they want to expire, inspire that creativity. I like that. I like that. So how often are you going to be doing the D&Ds? Well, like everything else in my, in my world right now, it's going to be limited. But I'm planning on doing it at least twice a month, probably like every other Saturday. Okay. Um, I don't want it to do it too much that we, we drown it out and people can't show up. The, uh, what I told you before, like one of the odd things about D&D, though, is it's a group kind of event, but it's a limited group event. If you get more than five, four or five people in there, you start losing that um, connectivity. But the good thing is you can have more than one game going on at a time, and I can train other game masters to show them how to play the game. And we can have other little groups. I've been to conventions. Game masters? Uh-huh. Uh, so they used to call them dungeon masters because they, they mastered the dungeon. So I could, like, put that on my, my business Absolutely. card. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> you got to train me up, though. I had a company. I, you know what I do for a living, my project management. I have a project manager that reached out to me yesterday in Hawaii. And his, his company's name is Kahuna Investments. And he owns the place. And on his card, <coughs> under his name, it says the Big Kahuna. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Yeah, so, but yeah, the DM, we call it DM now, uh, GM now because it's a game master. And we do that because 
back in the day when Dungeons and Dragons first came out, you went through dungeons. That's all you did. You just went as a kid. Mm-hmm. So it was a dungeon master. Well, now there's science fiction games like this. There's old Western games like this. There's post-Holocaust, zombie, mm-hmm. any genre you can think of. Everything that you was talking to me about earlier, I, I was watching it live. Oh, nice. Very good. I just Excellent. need to get, I, I need to start drinking more ginkgo biloba because uh, <laughs> I can remember some shit. Well, my flashbacks in my memory is what. Shout out to a lot of holistic healing with that tea. But uh, what, let's, for the people that didn't show up. Yes. Can we tell them a little bit about this glassware that they missed out on? Oh, absolutely. Um, Shout out. Sam and my, my, Sam and my very good friend, have a, we have a very good friend named Kyle that works yes, at Oklahoma Va- Vape and Glass yes. uh, Gallery up on Main Street. He's on East Main by the first hundred block. Um, I can't say enough good things about the guy. Me either. He, he's, uh, he's one of a kind and he cares about his product and he cares about his customers. Every time I walk in there, I know I know for a fact he's had bad days before I've got there. But when I walked in there, you cannot tell. You cannot. Um, and he's got a family coming up. Yeah. You know, just got, got married, got a kid coming. Um, just a great guy. Well, when I told him about Dungeons and Doobies, he said, what can I do? And I said, you know, what do you want to do? And the next thing I got was stop by my place on your way home. And I did. And he handed me four nice, nice hand glass pipes. He mm-hmm. said, give those to your guys as prizes. And hope they'll help you guys with your charity. So well, shout out again to Oklahoma Vape and Glass and Kyle. Man, thank you very much, Kyle, for that, man. Kyle is a real dope guy. The first time I met him, it was a festival going on. And it was uh, in the evening, and I stopped in. And and I was like, yo, what's going on? And Was it one of those second Fridays of the, on Main Street? Was it one of those yep, art walks? De- yep, definitely was. Yeah, awesome. Stepped in, told him who I was. I was like, he's like, you got a business card? I was like, no, nah, man, only trees I like to blow is weed. So uh, that's why I'm here. But he ended up giving me a little glass uh, bong as well. Mm-hmm. And we recorded right there on the spot. So I got a quick little commercial break he, with him. He's a real cool guy, man. He gave me a really good deal. I have a uh, fairly tall Rick and Morty bong. Ah, and he gave me a great deal on that. And the next day I came in there, actually it was the very next day, he said, I got something for you. Yeah, and he gave me a pipe, and that was that ice cream cone. Oh, yeah, yeah. The whole pipe shaped like an ice cream cone. And it's got intricate little beadwork around the cone part. Yep. Um, so, yeah, I, I can't say enough good things about Kyle. You um, got the Rick and Morty, though? Yeah, I got the I Rick and Morty. I seen it, man. Once I seen that price, I was like, I, I'm going to have to save no, up. No, he gave me a good deal. Man. I'm going to have to save he up. He gave me a very good deal. That mug was nice. I started watching Rick and Morty for the first time. Yeah. What do you think? Man, I was not expecting the freaking shit, but it's hilarious. Have you seen you seen Breaking Bad? Yes. So do you see the connection? Yes. The garage? Man. It's the exact same garage. I didn't know. Yeah. You look up and when you watch Breaking Bad, you see that house shot on the outside of the garage. And then watch Rick and Morty and they did a house shot in that garage. It's the mm-hmm. same one. Wow. Yeah, Rick and Morty's got some hidden shit. You gotta watch it, but you'll You'll learn some shit. I mean, that's all the cartoons at <laughs> Simpsons, if you want to go that simple. You know, watch yeah. that. I used to be a big fan of uh, Rocco's Modern Life. I used that's to watch good. the shit out of that one. And it's the same kind of thing. That one in uh, Rugrats. Yeah. And there's big stuff Rugrats. in there. If you're an adult, you'll see a different part of that. <laughs> I was actually uh, on Instagram. Let me go see if I can pull it up real quick. It's an artist in El Reno, but he's... I mean, I don't know if it's a man or woman. i just been talking through the DM. i just seen the artwork... But they got some real dope artwork, and I got some stuff that's supposed to be getting made. Here we go, right here. What's the name? 
through my eyes underscore art on uh, Instagram. Got some real dope artwork. Nostalgic artwork. Artisan Panther. Black Light that infused Winnie the Pooh here is up there? Mm-hmm. So, I don't know if I have it on me, but my Magic the Gathering game I play. Uh-huh. I used to play tournament level Magic the Gathering, right? Yeah. National tournaments. I want some Scooby. I love Scooby. I love Scooby-Doo. Scooby-Doo. And, um, the artists that come out there, that Magic the Gathering, one of the big things about them is on the card there's artwork. Beautiful, beautiful, like, like the D&D artwork. It's beautiful yeah. artwork, right? Well, I got to know one of the artists, um, R.K. Post. Well, he passed away not too long ago. But before he did, I got one of his maps, his play maps. And the map, on that map, he had drawn Winnie the Pooh as a zombie getting pulled out of that, that hole in the ground uh-huh. by Christopher Robin and the owl. And they're both zombies. Oh, shit. And, <laughs> yeah. Tigger. There we go. He got jacked up, didn't he? Boy, I don't know what to. That, that's, that's what it was like first time I did edibles. <laughs> <laughs> right? And that, that blue was like the sixth time I did edibles. <laughs> right. I learned. Yeah, man. I got oh, some... that's one of the ones I'm going to do. What is that? That cartoon. I've seen that. Oh, uh, what is that? Says the baby. What is that? I don't remember. I'm not fucking. Maybe that face. I've seen that cartoon. It's, called... it's like two names. Ren and Stimpy? No. No? No. I was a big Ren and Stimpy fan, though. I was actually the side cartoon fan more of Ren and Stimpy than the little side stuff they did. Log? Not Log? Mm, Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I used to love Doug, though. Doug was cool, man. I love Doug. But see, when I was a kid, our cartoons were different. I watch them now, and I don't want to sound like Dave Chappelle, but I watch shit now that I watch when I was a kid. Mm -hmm. Like, and I'm going to be ripping them off because he, he hit it on the nail. So sitting there watching Bugs Bunny, you're like, Peppy Le Pew, you're like, you got, kid, you got to watch this, Peppy Le Pew, he's got his stuff going on. And then I'm watching it, and I'm like, that motherfucker's a rapist. He, he's just all over <laughs> you know? I'm like, what are you doing? You know, and the kid's looking at you like, yeah, you, you just have to go get it. I'm like, no, no, no. Damn, <laughs> yeah. I need to go watch that. And then what was the Chappelle said? Oh, same thing. So I'm like, turning the channel, Sesame Street. That's safe. No. It teaches kids how to be mean to other kids. They got a guy on the name Oscar, lives in a trash can. Kids come up to him going, oh, Oscar, you're such a grouch. He's like, I live in a fucking trash can. I live in a fucking trash so can. So all the kids grow up, they grow up and they step over homeless people. <laughs> so yeah. Thank you fucking much. Don't blame me. Blame Sesame Street. <laughs> Mr. fucking Rogers, man. I, I watch a lot of Mr. Rogers. And Mr. Rogers actually... Mr. Rogers, to me, actually has a special part in my heart because, me too. you know, I told you before, I, I grew up in so many different states before I got to sixth grade. I was the minority in a lot of my states. A lot of the schools I went to, I was the one of seven white kids in the school, right? So when I grew up and came here and I started getting stereotypes of people around me, stereotyping people, I was like, where the fuck did that come from? Mm-hmm. You just obviously haven't been around. Well, Mr. Rogers said to me, because when I was... One of the first things I remember seeing on his show was, um, and I didn't know it at the time, as I got older, I learned, during some of the race riots, Mr. Rogers brought the policeman that was on his show, who was a black guy, and had him sitting up front in the front yard, and Mr. Rogers was sitting on a chair with a little wading pool on his feet in the, in the, in the pool, right? I think I remember that fucking And he episode. asked him to come in, take his shoes off, and put his feet in the pool with him. Now, I don't remember the asshole's name, but the, re- the reason this was cool was, the asshole that made the news was the guy who 
poured the bleach in that pool because the, the black kids were in the pool. And this is in the 60s. This is right before the um, Civil Rights Act and everything. Well, he, he, he didn't want these kids in this pool because they were black. And he owned this apartment complex. So he comes out there, and there's camera crews. It's a, it's a, you can find this on the internet. He's pouring bleach, saying, I'm just cleaning the pool. Well, everyone knows what he's doing. Well, at that same week is when Mr. Rogers asked this gentleman to come on and put his feet in this pool with him to show kids. I gotta That's go not watch right. that episode because I got a PBS uh, Kids app. Yeah, that so. that changed. I won't say changed because I never felt that way, but that seemed to me. That's somebody I wanted to follow. That's somebody I wanted to watch all the time. That's somebody that made me feel comfortable. Now, I'm not going to lie to you, man. I used to watch the fuck out of it. So when somebody told me my, my show seems like uh, I'm the hood's version of Mr. Rogers, I kind of took that shit as a compliment. Because I'm like, I used to, it's, man, yeah. I remember the fucking yeah. show. Even when it gets you, to the kicking your goddamn shoes I'll off, I'll tell you a trivia man. question. Like, I'll tell you a trivia like, question you might not know. So that, that train, the train yeah. that came in? Yeah. And then you go forward and go backward? Mm-hmm. You know who controlled that train? Who? Howie Mandel. What? Howie Mandel. One of the first jobs Howie Mandel had was mm-hmm. a studio um, helper. And the comedian. The comedian. And one of the first things he got to do was be the controller for that train. <laughs> I'm going to start watching that shit with my, with my younger kids. Yeah. But no, I grew up with some stuff like, um, what was that cartoon with the, uh, oh, I'm going to forget what it's called now. The HR Puppet stuff. And they were like, they were like, they weren't all cartoons. They had cartoon shorts in between them, but they were big guys in puppet and Muppet outfits and stuff, you know. <laughs> and uh, I saw some of that as an adult, thinking, what the? Man. I grew up. I watched that shit as a kid. But I was also oh, a big shit. fan of like Three Stooges and, and shit like that. It's okay. It's okay. I mean, I've watched. Nothing educational about it. Slapstick, no. stupid, mind-numbing stuff. But when I was a kid, it was fun. <laughs> right, but now you look, you're like, oh. the HR puppet stuff, um, banana splits. You ever seen banana splits? No, banana, so banana splits. splits was these guys well, all dressed up in these little big muppets. Uh, but in between the little thing, they'd have little cartoons like the Star Trek animated version or uh, Danger Island, stuff like that. Uh, later on, what you doing later? Um, we are going up. You are, aren't you? Yep. Uh, My birthday's Wednesday, so they're all trying to... Trying to spend that time in. 52, Sam. 52. Damn. Well, happy, right? God damn. Right? Happy goddamn birthday. Yeah. Wife said, you're only old as you feel. I said, well, feel me. How old am I? (laughs) (laughs) For real. She Uh, said 52. (laughs) I'm trying to send this address. Well, I was going to invite you over to... Back over here, oh. I'll be on with Mike the Comedian. He has a podcast. Really? So I'm a guest on his podcast. So we're going to talk Does about... He be so I'm a, I'll send you a link to him right now while we're what sitting time here. What are y'all doing? Six. Six tomorrow night? Tonight. Oh, six tonight. I, I will try to make it back over here. I'll see if we're, if we're done. I'll try to make it back I'm over gonna here. I'm going to send you a link while we're sitting here. So grab yeah. your phone so you can kind of... Yeah, yeah. Shout out to Anchor, you know, making it that simple to put a podcast I, together. I, I am God a fan dang. Of I am a fan of uh, but yeah, let me send you a link to that. Cause man, I called over here this morning and I had my voice like a Hello. Uh, <laughs> I was calling to get the strain of the day. And uh Brandon, the manager over here, answered the phone. I was like, no, I'm just bullshitting, but I got a podcast uh later on at six. I know Uncle Chuck is performing <laughs> over there. Is sick. He's like, Yeah, come on over. Right on. So he, that's why I got the strain of the day. 
that purple punch. You need to get you need to go over there and get you some of that um, s'mores. S'mores. Yes, they got some s'mores over there. Those little sample sizes. I think they're four or five bucks. I think I'm gonna go out. And it's like fifteen or twenty milligrams. But it's, it's a big old chunk of small. Ooh, like this, the wife, I was trying to be oh. sweet and got her some of those uh, medicated uh, strawberries. Mm -hmm. Boy, she was lifted. <laughs> She's like, ah. She texted me a, a nice little menu. I was like, what? She's like, yeah, go to Brahms. My, Gotta uh, get this shake. Man, so, 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 shut up that I'm, Well, I'm, I'm speaking of. She mad. I tried to, I tried to do that doing? one time. That's what you're supposed to so do. So my, my wife doesn't um, have to me doesn't medicate anymore. Um, she used to. She said that was her last time. But she she's like, yeah. fuck these strawberries. But, she, <laughs> but one time, but one time, they I, we didn't have edibles They were delicious, then. Jerry. But I was trying to get my wife more in the mood, have her smoke. Because when she's a kid with me, we both smoked, right? So I was like, you got to try this. And it was some Blue Dream, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm like, oh, it's a nice night. I know how this stuff works. Yeah. 20 minutes later, she's asleep. Knock the fuck out. So, lesson learned. She's like, I cannot, I cannot be like this. No, I'm supposed to be a parent. <laughs> I can't be high. I was like, don't nobody know you high until you keep telling us. Right? And yours is balanced. And she was cracking the fuck up. Boy, I was, I, I swear I was Mike Epps, uh, Eddie Murray. I was somebody, boy. She was cracking. Stop, it hurt. I'm like, I didn't even do nothing. She's like, you just talking. So, you got room on that podcast for a joke? I'll tell you a funny joke. Yes, right? please so tell me Please, elevate some thoughts. Couple, this couple goes to the doctor and says, we need you to watch us have sex. The doctor says, that's very unusual, mm -hmm. but I will do it. Mm -hmm. So they get up on the table and they just go at it. They get down the table and says, doc says, that looks normal to me. You know, I don't know what the problem is. Yeah. They leave. Yeah. Two weeks later, they come back. We need you to watch again. All right, they get up on the table. They start going at it. They get done. Doctor says, there was a few things in there that are kind of weird. But other than that, that should look good to me. I don't know what your problem is. Yeah. You got to tell me why you keep coming back. Well, here's the thing. She ain't my wife. And the hotel is 75 bucks, but copay is 35. <laughs> hey, man, where can they find you again? Man, don't you got a comedy? Talk to me about this. I do have a comedy, but it's on virtual. It's a VR comedy, so. Because like, you keep telling me this stuff, yeah. this great shit. I keep thinking, where, where, when can I walk out there with my microphone? So VR, and virtual reality stuff, what I use is Oculus Quest. And it's a headset. And in that virtual environment, is it, is it built for just you? Is it is it fit, oh. pinpointed in? <laughs> like no, the no, no. You can okay. get it for about three hundred bucks at, at Best Buy. Um, okay. But um, you get into the virtual world, and then other people that are in that virtual world, hey, yeah, other people in that virtual world, they can see you, and you can create environments. So, so the only way that they can see us is if they pay for the same product to, to watch us. I say that no, because there's applications in that product. So think of it as that VR headset is your iPhone. And there's programs in there just like apps on your phone, right? Okay. One of those programs is a chat room that you're walking around in in the 3D world, and you ha and you can make a room or you can go into somebody else's room. I made one that looks like a stage, has a microphone, uh, and it's a whole bar. It's got a it's got a bar over there. It's got a balcony. It's got speakers. It's got a big screen behind me. It looks like a digital version of a real bar. And when I walk on stage and look out and I see other avatars, but those are other people on the internet that are in their VR headset mm -hmm. watching me. And I'll get up there and I start doing a little bit of comedy and I start telling them, educating them about, about the leaf. And the cool thing about this though, as opposed to us doing it live, as the moderator, I can mic, I can mute the audience. So when they over talk and talk amongst yourselves, it's not bleeding into my feed. Mm -hmm. But if I tell them to raise their hand, I see a virtual cartoon hand going up in the air so I can do polls up on the stage how many of you guys out there 
elevate and educate. Mm. I can see right there. Mm -hmm. um, and then I just, I usually give them my 15, 20 minutes speech about why cannabis works and let them go from there. Okay. Um, what it's called for mine though, it's called VR chat. And when I said you don't have to have a headset, I had some people in my audience the other day that said they weren't using a headset. That they were, I was streaming through um, Rec Room, R-E-C Room, one word. And you can get that on your phone. So they were watching me on their phone. I couldn't see them. I could see them as 3D images, mm -hmm. but they would just see me on their app, like any kind of program. So you don't always have to have the, the 3D VR. Gotcha. To be in. There's definitely some change shit there. I don't know. 20 people text message, definitely some change shit. Definitely going to delete that. Spam, they spamming the text messages now? Yeah. That's crazy. I blame Russia. Shit, bruh. Between China and Russia, we're going down, brother. <laughs> <China and> <laughs> Man, you ain't never fucking lied. Let me go see what my, my trusty motivation is. Did you watch got the going. debate? Man, I don't watch that show. You seen that? Uh, Warren? People keep worrying about who the president is. Who the fuck is these old ass congressmen? And we so, need to get up out of there. Term limits is God, all the time shit will change. And when you said that, it reminded me. You know, I get that stuff all the time. People are like, who are you going to vote for president? Blaming the president for the country. It's like blaming Mickey Mouse for the price Exactly, of fucking right. Mouse ain't I'm got like, shit to do with it. dude, he just up there living his life. Like he don't give two fucks about There's this. People, and I'm I not mean, picking on her, but people like Nancy Pelosi and people on the Republican side have been in that seat for 35 years. Man, that's not here, civil service anymore. Here's the motivation. <laughs> here's the motivation. Uh, it may take time, but things will get better so every day that we can podcast and they hearing our voices trump ain't got this motherfucker blown no. up yet i got people telling me all the time uncle chuck run for president first of all i can't <laughs> but second of all if i was president cannabis would be mandatory not just legal gotta fucking be congress would have term limits and they could never make more than minimum wage if it's good enough for 90 percent of the population out there it's good enough for them and if you don't make gdp you don't get paid. If you don't do your job and you're spending all your time throwing out kudos to your buddies or patting pockets of lobbyists, that's not why I hired you. So that's my thoughts. And that's why I won't never be president. Yeah. My homeboy, he wants to be like the governor. And he typed me in the phone as the mayor. And I was just like, bro, they not really ready for a motherfucker <laughs> like me off in that spot. No, you ain't ready for that conversation. I don't even <laughs> want to be in that. Just let me be the best podcaster right, right now. Let me get that shit going. And that's the thing. Like Coldplay said, who want to be king? Just press play. That's all we ask. As podcasters, can you not tell? Like, that's all they have to do? I have. A, I actually, in one of the odd ones, I have a problem with government, period. For me, for me, having certain people in power is also like having people in charge of your corporation. The reason you have a manager most of the time in your office is because the people who own that corporation don't trust your ass. <laughs> if they did, they would know you still show up every day, do your damn job, go home. You don't need somebody sitting there making sure you're doing your job before mm -hmm. you go home. Mm -hmm. But they don't trust you, so you have a supervisor. Well, Gotta have a supervisor. People that own these corporations don't trust you, so now you've got government. <laughs> Thanks. And that's the beautiful thing about elevated thoughts. Because people are like, what the fuck? You are who you are, man. Everybody that's a part of it, they bring something completely different to the table. I don't right. want clones in this motherfucker. I want people that got a mind 
like-minded individuals that I don't have to fucking do yeah. their job for them. Well, let me just be me. If I had my button, not just the president, if I had my button to say what's, what's change, get rid of the parties. I don't want to vote for somebody just because they have an elephant or a donkey on their fucking It's logo. just oh, bloods and crips. People like, who run come on, their man. name. Let me find out what you did, why yeah. you deserve to be in the seat you want to get in, Yeah. and then I'll vote on you. I don't want to vote on you just because you belong to a party. Well, Matter of fact, at all. that's what kicks me about Biden. Yeah. You know, he's he's leading certain pieces. Not Biden. I'm talking about um, Sanders. Bernie. Bernie's not even a Democrat. No. He's, he's ahead of the Democrat is. Party right now, and he's an independent. Yeah. So the Democratic Party don't even have a Democratic leader. You remember <laughs> Ross Perot? I remember Ross Perot. Ross Perot. You remember? You remember Rocky and Bullwinkle? Yeah. You remember Simon Bar Sinister? The little evil guy. Look him up and tell me that don't look like Ross Perot. You said who was his name? Simon Bar Sinister. I watched that up. cartoon like religion. Simon. Yeah, he was Bar Sinister. Looked just like Ross Porter. Bar who? Sinister. Bar Sinister. Simon Bar Sinister. What well, that shit said? Burback. How the fuck did that pop up? Oh, Man, that's that shit crazy. Today. Hold on, what is this? Simon. Changed my brother's name Dave into Dangles. I was <laughs> like, what yeah. the fuck was that? How did it even get it's to It's a Rocky and Bull Reaper segment. It's always on their show. I'm a funny one. It looks just like him. It has a cartoon in it. We look like an evil version of it, but it was him. Simon Barr Sinister? Yeah. It'll be a cartoon. Trying to find images. Of <laughs> right there. Yeah. That motherfucking show is him. I am Stone. What you talking about, man? That purple punch came the fuck out of nowhere. Purple drink. Speaking of you, you sports. I love sports. So you watching so, the fight tonight? Uh, yeah. Fury's gonna be coming out to smile. That's what I'm saying. I'm man. a Wilder fan, but that last time Fury jumped up like he was. Like he was living dead. Like, <laughs> like he just jumped out of the direction and shit. I, uh, I don't know. I was watching some of the pre-fight and they were showing because I didn't even watch the first one. Because, I, man, I, I'm going to be honest. Boxing got whacked to me after Roy Jones Jr. kind of fell off. And my, uh, it was some other good boxers in there. Yeah. Uh, to, what is it? Antonio I actually stopped to- watching boxing with Sugar Sean O'Grady. Yeah, back, back around that time. Sugar Shane Mosley was good. There was a bunch of fighters in there. Who was the younger one that um, was a lightweight champion that almost lost his eye? I don't, man. Um, sweet something, sweet sugar. sugar. He, he, was, he was an Olympic gold medalist. I was watching it, though. I was seeing uh, Fury had all that. They did, and they the even finesse. compared him to that Andre Ward. He a bad motherfucker. He has a finesse. By the way. The heart's with Wilder. The Fury just... When, I, when Wilder... Uh, not Wilder... They, uh, DeAndre Ward, when mm-hmm. his, they showed the highlights and they were showing Tyson Fury how he was dodging. <laughs> they was having him, comparing him to Muhammad Ali with yeah, that no. shit. I was He's like, good, but that, I was Ali's like, what? Ali's a, I was like, he reaching? He I, I mean, it. regardless. But, but when he they got, showed it, when yeah. Wilder coming at him fighting from the last fight, I was like, damn, it really did. He got up out of some of the situations. He got knocked down. The thing I like about Muhammad Ali, know, it's gonna be interesting. all the other boxers out there, I ain't even. Had the technique and had the movements. Ali beats you with his head. He beats you with his mind. You you lost before you stepped in the ring. And that's why I liked him. But 
Um, I don't watch boxing as much as other sports. I'm a, I'm a huge baseball fan. Um, I really, really like football when they don't screw shit up. Um, I heard yesterday NBA is not going to start suspending players for cannabis anymore. The, hold on, hold on, hold on. You breaking news now. You yes. say what again? So you know, the, not the NBA, sorry. I'm not sure why the NBA hasn't done yet. The NFL oh. announced yesterday that they'll no longer suspend players for cannabis use. Oh, boy. So Ricky Williams is out there somewhere going, motherfuckers. <laughs> Where were you when I was well, playing? That's the, well, we finna be, what so? Because Ricky went to, to Florida, you know? Yeah. I mean, he's like, fuck it, I'm going to go smoke. And then went to Jamaica or something and blew $50 million or some shit. But, yeah, yesterday they said the NFL decided they're not going to suspend players for, that's not going to be on the list of check drugs. So when they take the players and tell them to do a piss test, Cocaine cannabis. and all the shit that really matter. Cannabis will not be one of them. <laughs> Anything else besides... Yeah. Yeah. Now, I thought that, that's progression. I mean, that's how we win this battle. Um, yesterday, somebody called me and told me, why are you getting so still into it? You know, what? 788 passed. Well, you know, it's like, no. Right. Yeah. While we talking and we, since we are medicated like a mug today, yeah. uh, hold on, let me send this, eat this address for... To Mike the comedian, M Y K E underscore the underscore comedian. That'll be live tonight. So Buds and Beans. I like that. Happens to be a clothing brand out in the Bay Area, same neighborhood as Pete's Coffee. Hmm. So mm. Buds and Beans. I like that name. So I like a good catchy name. So I got some cool merch on the way. We, Who you, who's he getting his shirts from? Huh? Who's he getting his shirts made about? You want me to ask him right now? Yeah. Because Toki does some good deals on his, on his other cannabis people. Toki Daniel? Yeah. He'll do some good deals. Toki got some good teas? Uh, yeah, he said it does. That's what he makes. Toki I tried Toki. to... I, I, I was at... Where was it? Neverland Gypsy. Hmm? Dispensary on their grand opening, and I was out there, and I tried to talk to him. It was a busy, it was a lot going on, but I was trying Tokyo to speak to Tokyo likes the camera, him. though. I know. <laughs> so I was we're going live from the Facebook Elevated Thoughts Facebook page or TNP one other one right. of them. I haven't been on TNP in a while. They've been on a real protest here lately. So uh, yeah, I I'm trying to stay out of that drama. Man, you know, I don't do that at I all. I don't I don't like drama to begin with. I really don't like drama when it starts getting into something that I consider a leaf of peace. Exactly. When you start getting people angry over weed, something's wrong. Something wrong. So I'm just like, hey, I, I just be by myself. I smoke my weed. If I'm on camera when I do it, some episode, is it? Did you ever get, so I mentioned that this morning. Did you hear my thing about the loner stoner? Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot of people out there that get a lot of stigma because they'll medicate and go paint, write, draw, do something by themselves. Because that's their hobby. But outside people say, oh, you just got high and went on to be your own, you know, do your own thing. Yes, because the only way they feel comfortable and creative to do those things is to get medicated. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'd like to break that stigma, too. There's nothing, absolutely nothing wrong with smoking a joint being by yourself and doing what you want to do. Nothing. Nothing at all, man. And then when we were talking about earlier, people getting, saying, why are you getting so excited? 70, 88 pounds. I will stop being excited and being pissed about cannabis not being legal the day after it's sold in homeland next to tomatoes and it's regulated like lettuce and tomatoes and okra then i'll be okay i can relax a little bit but we ain't nowhere near that until we're there i'm not gonna relax 
it's you're, you're, everybody's fighting over a plant. Like, like it ain't other shit. Like, I mean, because you know why the fucking dollar signs, yeah. man. Because they pumping you motherfuckers and- with all. They they giving you. Instead of getting these pill bottles, they give you some fucking pill that's gonna make you take another pill that's gonna make you take another pill, and then you fucking dead. And here's what it, here's why it's, you can tell it's money. And they talk talking about, well, we know it's medicine. No, you don't know it's medicine, or you already make it legal. What you're fighting over is the percentage of taxes you can get right now. Right. And that's all. Kentucky just passed their house just passed a cannabis bill. I seen you posted that. But my understanding is. It's going to be a very limited version of cannabis, just like in New York. You can't buy flour in New York. You can buy edibles. You can buy cartridges. You can't buy real See, flour. See, man, the only thing about edibles, man, I don't know. I don't, I don't like... It's not the same. No. I like an instant. Know what I'm doing. Yeah. I like to be on control. I don't like I to be 30, like, 40 minutes later, then I'm like, oh, shit. I, I like might be forgetting. I might forgot that I done it. Then I already right. smoked some more weed. So then and I'm then I'm high. sitting in the lobby trying to pay for a again. traffic ticket, and I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> and then I'm just high again, right? Right. Because I'm eating the shit because it's delicious. Yes. And, yeah, that's, I mean, that's just. Totally uh, fucking different. Yeah, it's totally different. And <laughs> Arizona, Arizona's trying to fight for a 2% limit on THC. Two. Zero two percent. Just give them fucking CBD if you're going to give them 2% about to say, THC. What, I was going to say, what is that? Yeah, I mean. What the fuck is that? But like, that again, that's why I keep fighting. That's because that's not somebody saying you don't need four percent or twelve percent that's somebody saying i'm gonna limit it now and i tell you what you'll get six percent for another twenty dollars you'll get eight percent for another twenty dollars man i'm just saying they've they been pushing these motherfuckers to these liquor stores no disrespect to my people to drink but i mean i'm just saying i'm not a rocket scientist uh <laughs> but i'm like you know y'all don't know how the fucking thanksgiving really popped off like let's not really drink like that i can get high than a motherfucker we can we can sit there and chop it up but you're gonna fall asleep yeah, we not finna. No. I don't know. I just alcohol doesn't doesn't release a creativity in me. No, man. Like what the fuck? <laughs> I drink and I know my homeboy, rest in peace, Gino. But he had a freaking video of me showing my ass, boy, being drunk and shit. Yeah, yeah. Happy motherfucking birthday, nigga! Like my mama's been it was the twenty fifth anniversary, like which is my also my dad's birthday. So I was taking Hennessy shots like a motherfucker, right? Man, so. I got a video out there of me on um, some some Mason, some MD, some Mad Dog Twenty Twenty, <laughs> and and I don't want people to see that. <laughs> but uh, there's very few, if any, videos of me medicated that I'm not. I wouldn't show to the world. No, not at all. Honestly, at this point, and that's because uh, you got people driving. It's like it, I don't drive. You know, you can't be driving. Or not. You can drive perfectly fine when you're. Medicated. Hey, I was about to say, like, <laughs> what the fuck ever? Like, yeah. show us some proof. Like, go for, they, you know, but they'll go finesse the fuck out of some records and be like, yo. Or the one they did the video, they had a the guy wearing the goggles riding the tricycle. They got a guy 6'1", riding a kid's tricycle, wearing goggles with funny- Vaseline all over it. And they're like, I got a, I got a three, I got a three wheeler. He's house. like, this simulates like, what it's like. I to got be a high. tricycle, for no, real. That's what simulates to be stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna drive around. I'm gonna go get some goggles and shit. I'm trying to, to do say that. that's the mimicking of driving stones. No, no, no. And here's what, Sam. This is what pisses me off the most. The shit has been used properly in one form or another for six thousand years. It's only the last hundred that we screwed it up. Money. And the plant didn't change. We grow a little bit. There was some money. We, we were THC in it. Got money, but the man. shit they found in that in that camp in East Asia, that's over six thousand years old, 
had a high THC content and it was in a bowl with rocks they used to heat on purpose. They were heating that stuff and inhaling it on purpose and grew it with high THC on purpose 6,000 years ago. Man, fuck that bullshit. If you go open up that Bible and it say that he, uh, I don't remember what it was, Moses went up there to the, the burning bush. Yeah, he took some zigzags. Man, he went the fuck up there and put some of that weed in and some of them came rocks. Back down and said, "I gotta tell y'all some you, shit." Let me tell y'all some motherfucking shit. Right? Like, I saw something. I swear to God, we are not supposed to be doing that, <laughs> right? There. Like, let's mob back this direction. Here's here's because they want me, this big ass water right here. I'm supposed to cross this motherfucker. Y'all right. gonna tell him that? Right. So my homeboys came, picked us up off in this damn ship. Smoke this, and the water will part. <laughs> All right. but, but seriously, Can on the we, government side, we, did you hear my podcast the week, the week before last when I talked about Raphael Marchand? Yeah. Did you hear about that one? No. I mean, you never send me a link to your shit. Yeah, I got an event. All you got to do is follow the event. Okay. But I, I got to do Because I don't really send links. I just put it as an event, and then I push it the day before saying, don't forget about this event. And all you got to do is hit like, and it'll say, do you want to be reminded of every link? And then it will. It'll pop you up. Make it that simple. Now, when so I post to TMP, that TMP thing all works out. But just say you like that event, and it'll pop up at the time. But let me tell you about Ra- Raphael. You Please tell me. Raphael. Please don't. They don't. So Raphael, Am I picking my character? We ain't did nothing. This man did no... Raphael's parents... D- Dungeons and there's more doobies than Dungeons. I'm telling you. <laughs> Raphael's parents <laughs> were in World War II. His dad actually survived um, the concentration camps, right? And he wanted to, And Raphael wanted to be a chemical engineer. Actually, he wanted to be a chemical biologist. But when he grew up, he became a chemical engineer. And he switched because, to him, chemistry and biology are the same thing. If you look at veins in a leaf or your fingerprint and look yes. at rings in a tree, they look exactly the same. They do. We created the limits, the lines between chemistry and biology, but they're the same thing. And he knew that. And he said, I want to study an illicit plant. Well, at the time, opium has already been studied. They got morphine out of it. They studied the shit out of opium. They studied the shit out of... Out of um, coca plants and the cocaine what left cannabis well in the 63 when he was doing this cannabis was hugely illegal but he was a doctor there that knew a lot of people so he went to the police chief and said i want some of this cannabis that you guys have confiscated mm-hmm. they were such good friends the cops said the police chief said okay and he gave him five kilograms of hashish Raphael, being a scientist he puts in his little patchel he gets on the bus he's going back home with stuff he knows is so illegal you know and people smelling it probably. He gets back and he studies it. Well, Raphael also was friends of other police chiefs and other and other uh, towns. He was able to go to them and get samples. But when he got that first sample, that police chief called him the next day and said, "You got to come back. We're in trouble." The Ministry of Health was there. He said, "Police chief doesn't have the authority to release any cannabis to you. That's my job." Mm-hmm. The Ministry of Health said, "How much do you need next time?" <laughs> So then he was able to go to all the police chiefs and get samples. That's the only regulation he had. He didn't have to sign out other forms. He didn't have to get approval. He didn't have to get votes. And because of that, in 1963, he discovered THC. He's a scientist that said, I found THC. I isolated it. I know what it is. Here you go, world. Welcome to THC. Before that, we didn't know what that was. We call it Delta 9 because of a nomenclature that the people in that lab said, well, this is the ninth time we tested this. In reality, it's Delta One. But he's the one that created it. And he did it because he didn't have to go through all the hoops and all the bullshit and all the FDA crap and all the stuff that we're fighting to this day to tell everybody it's a plant. Relax. 
but Raphael, Raphael discovered THC, and he's the reason what we know it? about it. What is his name again? Raphael Marchand. You have to text me that shit. I will. Man, I will. Not... It is on my last, not this uh, morning, okay. week, the last Saturday. Well, you thank you for that elevated thought today. I, we didn't even get a, I can't even you pick my. You went sideways on me. No, it didn't. We, I'm supposed to be picking my are you stuff. Gonna, are you going to stream your playing your character? Hell yeah. All right. Well, roll these. What you're going to do is roll these six times. Holy shit, you said it twice. write those numbers. Let me get a monkey's paper. Write those numbers. That's what I was like. I was playing this shit. You said it to viewers. You were smoking and talking, man. Man, smoking and talking like a motherfucker, uh -huh. man. Yeah. So just roll these. Just roll those. Pick, pick the three highest. Add them up. And then what? write that number down here. And do that six times. So you'll have six numbers at the end. Catch that? Huh? So Seven just like you got to, right? So yes. roll those. Pick the three highest. Add those three up. And then write that number down. Okay, so write it down here. Damn. What we're doing now is we're making Sam roll up his stats. Thank you. Like, hold on now, I got this paper. I'm gonna go home and don't know what this is. My wife gonna be like, hold on, what the fuck is you and Uncle home. Chuck doing? Where the hoes was that was over there with y'all uh -huh. playing Dungeon and uh, Doobies? Well, so we definitely got to get this. Only the last two years have hoes been getting into D and D. Back in the day, they would stay away nine. from that shit like this. So nine, I roll these things again, right? Yep. God damn. Mm. Oh my. Says six, right? Yep. Oh man. Let's get it. Let's get it. Let's get it. Let's go. We gonna go to the calculator because I ain't fucking up none of this shit today. Man. Oh, don't. That's why I was okay. Let's get it. Six numbers, right? Six numbers is right here. Earlier, you couldn't decide whether you wanted to be a wizard or shoot a bow and arrow. I'm a wizard, bro. You're, You're a, wizard. a wizard. Okay. Now, the other question is, if you guys have watched Lords of the Rings, you'll know there's different races. And I'm not talking about like Sam and me, black and white. <laughs> I'm talking about, and for the record, Sam and I are just different shades of black and white. Yep. The races in this game, you can be a dwarf. We're all familiar with what dwarfs are. Mm -hmm. Elf, like Legolas. Maybe what's called a halfling. A halfling's like an elf and a human in a mix. I'm sorry, like a dwarf and a human. They're short little humans. Mm -hmm. You can be a human. You can be a gnome. Same like the garden gnome. <laughs> okay. But same size. Half elf. It's like a human elf. Or a half orc. Orcs just like the bad guys, but they're part human. So sometime in the past, somebody got busy, got drunk and slept with an orc. You got one of these. Okay. Most times when you want to be like that, uh, uh, you said a wizard, the best wizards are usually elves or humans. Um, the ones in Lords of the Rings were obviously human uh, wizards, but Elrond was a wizard. Elrond, the, the one we he technically was a wizard, and he's an elf. Um, but Gandalf, Sauron, those guys are human wizards. Okay. So, um, you want to be a human or an elf? Now, the benefits of an elf are um, you can see in the dark and your light. So if you it, people don't um, pick this up, but when you watch Lords of the Rings 
and they're walking through the snow, they're in the mountains and they're walking in the snow, you notice Legolas doesn't leave footprints. Everybody else is walking in the snow. He's walking above the snow. He's walking on the top of the snow. And he ain't leaving footprints. Okay. And that's called Lightfoot. He's just able to walk in those areas and not leave tra traces of himself. Okay. Um, so there's a benefit for that. Definitely. But they are a little bit weaker as a, as a, as a race, you know? His, his constitution will be a little lower and stuff as a, compared to a human. So it's a give and take, you know? You want to be fast on your feet or do you want to just be a little bit stronger? For a wizard, you're going to try to get rid of people and spells before they get close to you. Okay. So uh, either one would be fine. Um, I try to get people to be humans when they first start off with this game, just because it's easier to learn the abilities and stuff. So we'll be a human. So on your stack thing, we're going to write on your race. Where's your race? There it is. Right, human. Okay. And you said you want to be a wizard. So I'm going to show you what wizards. And what we did was we had Sam roll up numbers, and we're going to assign those to what's called abilities. And the mm. abilities are strength, dexterity, constitution, intelligence, wisdom, and charisma. And okay. Then, and so, but for a wizard, and here we go. Do I get extra bumps up? Um, you will. Stats. Okay. So wizard is 120. Yeah, them doobies kicked in, man. My bad. Let me go ahead and take a sip of this here. certain things when I tell you to roll a number and if it falls into one of these categories you'll get to add two to that number all right and those features are spell casting and arcane recovery so we're going to say spell casting spell I casting. think um, it should be something down here on proficiency if not flip it over it might be on the back there's, there's a different listing and one of them said proficiencies background appearance yeah, organization these are new character sheets for me features you said, what did you say? Oh, here it is, down here. Proficiencies of language. Okay, yeah. gotcha. So, right, um, spell casting. And that's all we're going to use on this one. Okay. So, the, the, what wizards really, really want, and their strongest ability, is intelligence. So, what I would recommend is the highest number you rolled of those, those six, mm -hmm. assign that to your intelligence. So I put that in the box or yep. so you put it in the box. And then think about how you want your character to be. How you just want this wizard to be like Gandalf and he's really trying to take care of his party, but at the end of the day, if he's gotta go do something else, he's gonna go do something else. Or Sauron, where you're like, screw everybody else, I wanna be in charge of everything. Um, your what we're gonna call alignment has to do with your character. So think about what you want your character to be. And the great thing about Dungeons and Dragons is I used to have people want to be a character that mimic them. Like, well, I'm this kind of way. Don't be that. This is your opportunity to live through a character and be something you're not in real life. Okay. Or you can be, but it's easier for you to role play like that. But that's the beauty of this game, is you can pretend to be so the most evil, meanest motherfucker good, out there. Good, bad, right? Yeah, good, bad. Um, but that good, bad question, D&D answers in different ways. It's not just good and bad. It's a lot of gray in between those, right? 
So you say, I'm going to be bad, but you may end up doing something that was slightly good without even knowing it, or because at the last minute, you're like, I really got to save these people because it may end up saving me. So, and that's what the beauty of this game to me is, is throughout the game, you're going to make those kind of decisions. And you yourself, Sam, may think, Sam wouldn't do this, but would this character do that? And you get to pretend like you're in a... Mm-hmm. And we didn't think about the name yet, so we, we can get to the name, but think about what you want to call it, too. Oh, okay. I already got that. Awesome. I can write that in there? Yes, absolutely. Thank you very much. Archer Almighty at Twitter. That's where you can follow me. Uh, somebody told me I was... Uh, Martin Luther King <laughs> Jr. parody account. So <laughs> go follow me. All right. So now we're going to pick some spells. Oh, actually, we're going to do the rest of your abilities. Okay, so yeah. thinking about how your character is, if he's strong, if he's weak, if he's going to be quick on his feet, if he's going to be get sick real easy, or maybe has a good constitution instead, Think about that, and then assign those other numbers that you didn't use here. Like mark out the 14, because you can't use that again. So those other numbers, think about how you want to assign those numbers to what abilities you have left to form what kind of person you want that character to be. And you'll notice right away you have to give up something to make something else. I already know. That's why I was like, damn. So my strength, my next highest number, I got it for my intelligence. I got to be strong about that. So we got to roll with that there. Ooh, I'm glad, you, I'm glad it's the, a pencil, though. Yeah, I will tell you the least important ability is charisma. Um, that doesn't really help you in the middle of a dungeon trying to fight three spiders. It doesn't, so if we're going to do that, I'm going to put that number there as one of the lowest ones that I got there. And so. Wisdom and intelligence is the two prime abilities for a wizard. But, yeah, charisma charisma comes in play when you're uh, like the leader of the party and you're going to town and you want to barter for a good deal of equipment and things like that. It will sometimes come in play. Uh, so you saw The Hobbit? You saw Lords of the Rings, but you also watched The Hobbit? The mm-hmm. movie? You know when he was down there and he was talking to the dragon and trying to talk to him about how awesome you are and trying to pretty much bullshit him so he can get out? That was charisma. That was charisma being used against that dragon saying, it's all right, you're so awesome. Just, you know. But you don't get in that situation very often. Mm-hmm. Hopefully you don't get in that spot. <laughs> you gotta use that. No, don't be putting me in that one. What I got left for nine and an eight dexterity or constitution. Break them down for me one more time. So dexterity and constitution. So dexterity is I'm throwing a vial full of poison at you and you're going to try to duck away from it. You got good dexterity, you got a chance of doing that. If you don't have dexterity, you may get hit that vial of poison. But if you got a good constitution, you can probably live through that little poison better than if you had a low constitution. All right. Think about constitution as eating Chinese food the fourth day. <laughs> yeah, you might live through it. <laughs> you might not. <laughs> Hell no. All right, well, so I got that down there, man. Damn. I don't know how I'm looking, how I'm raiding up, stacking up See. against some other. Nope, those look good. Those look good. So now, since you're a wizard, you also get to cast spells. That's a cool, cool point about being a wizard, right? You said I was class what? Level what? Uh, level one. Everybody starts up level one. Okay. And your class is wizard. So it'll be a wizard one. And then the background, we can, we'll, we'll roll the background. That's where the, like, your parents were like merchants in the military. 
didn't have any job, whatever it is. It kind of it forms your background because that kind of forms how you are as a character as you're going to. Gotcha. Your parents may have um, lost their job or lost their shack to a bunch of dwarfs. So now in the future, you start making decisions. There's dwarf involved. You might like, well, fuck him. Mm-hmm. Took me to my parents' house. Pretty much. So that's part of the background. Um, the player's name, that's you, actually. So as a GM, we get copies of character sheets so we know who's doing what. So we ask the player to actually write their own name. Alignment. So alignment's a little bit tricky in the sense that there's so many things you can be. Everybody wants to say I'm good or I'm bad, I'm evil or I'm not. There's lots of levels of, of good and bad. And, and uh, um, There's lawful good and lawful evil. Those are, those are God and devil, whatever you want, however you want to compare it. The most good you can be and the most bad you can be, right? But there's in between. There's chaotic good. I'm really a good person, but sometimes this fucks shit up. No reason. Or I'm chaotic evil. Kind of fucks shit up because I don't pay attention. Right? And then there's neutral. I'm not really concerned one way or the other. I'm not going to be in your way, but I may not actually throw you a rope either. You know? So out of those five, you pick your alignment. And if you want your character to be really, really good, pick lawful good. If you want to be really, really bad, be lawful evil. If you want to be somewhere in between, it would be neutral one of those. Neutral, good, neutral evil. So there are options out there, but that kind of molds your character so you know how to act on it. Ooh, so now you, this is where you, this is the, this is where I'm picking my side. Yeah. Welcome this, this to the dark side. Now, dark side also may mean you're part of another group. It's like Lords of the Rings. If you think about it, Boromir could have been lawful evil at one time because all he wanted to do was get that ring out of his hands until he got shot and killed in the street, right? Mm. And at that point, it was about him. He wanted that shit. But he still was in the party. He was still hanging out with them. They didn't know he was that way. Mm-hmm. So lawful evil doesn't mean you're obviously the one, the, you know, big evil guy walking into the room. Your evil is kind of subdued because you're going to be part of this party. And some people in that party may be lawful good. There'll be all kinds of mixing like this. The next thing we want to do <clears throat> is pick your spells. These are cantrips. So spells have different levels. Some of the simple spells, like just creating a little fire or stuff like that, we call zero level. Any kind of magic user, wizard, sorcerer, um, will kind of know those innately. They don't have to really learn a whole bunch. It's just, they just know it as part of their journey. As your levels go up to le- more levels, levels two and three and four and up to 20, you'll get more powerful spells. Mm-hmm. Um, the ones you're gonna start off with though, see we have this list of Acid Splash, Chill Touch, Firebolts, Light. Light was one of the ones Gandalf used in his staff. He hit it in the cave and the light came on. It's a light spell. Well, just innately, you know that as a magic user. So we're going to pick three for you. And we're going to make one of those the uh, Firebolt. So on your spell list, and that may be on the back too, one of those will have a box that says spells. Attack Spellcaster. Um, yeah, you can put that one there. Firebolt. And then there'll be another box though that says spells. So maybe on the back. Mm 
No, we'll use that box. That's that, I forgot they made that box. Like that. That's fine. So also write down below that like fireball because it's truly one of your spells. We'll put it up there because it's like a weapon. And there'll be other numbers we'll fill out for that. And I'm also going to give you um, light for your spells. And then another fun one for you would probably be Mage Hand. M-A-G-E Hand. The firebolt was one of the first ones to be, right? Once we start playing the game, mm-hmm. and you start going through the dungeons or something like that, our game's broken down into turns. You as a player will have a turn, then the next player will have a turn, stuff like that. One whole action of that turn is going to be used, if you want to use a firebolt, it'll take up one of those turns. So if you say, I want to do a firebolt against this one monster, well, you may not get to move that turn because you decided to use your action with firebolt. Um, and you'll have to be within 120 feet of it. Now, what are those two boxes next to that? Attack and bonus and damage and type. Yeah. So on that first attack damage, put 1d10. 1 and the letter D and the number 2. And what that means is if you hit somebody with that firebolt, you're going to throw a 10-sided dice, and whatever number it is, that's the damage you're going to do against that. And what was written after that? Light. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Next box. Next oh, damage, type. Oh, um, it's uh, fire damage. So just put fire. Certain characters or certain monsters, their damage gets reduced or increased depending on what type. So if you're fighting a fire monster, so remember Balrog when he came out and he, before we got that last all around Gandalf pulled him down, but he was all fire, a big demon that's made out of fire. I, mean, I don't know if I'm gonna be evil or good, man. I'm still thinking. We can still pick that. But that you remember that big fire demon? Yeah, Balrog, yeah, yeah. Well, that's a fire demon. If you throw fire at him. That's not gonna do as much damage as say you do water, right? Just because of the fire to fire. Well, we write down the type of damage because depending on what you're gonna use that firebolt against, we need to know what kind of damage it is. If it's a big water monster and you use that, you'll do more damage than if you with the firebolt. I got you. This is gonna be fun, I see. Um, so we got those three spells. So you already got your spells now. Oh, fire, uh, firebolt and then light. Light's what it sounds like. You get to make it uh, light up an area. So y'all's in the dark. For whatever reason, the wizard um, can just pop up and throw some light. It still takes an action. It'll last for one hour, and then everything within 20 feet of you will be lit up. So you guys get down there, don't have any torches. A human flashlight. You're a human flashlight. And it usually comes out of your hand. You can usually do like that, and it just kind of glows. So, bam, okay. Every time I press play on Anchor. Yep, and it's a zero cantrip, which means these other spells that we'll get into later when you go up the levels, you can only use one a day. And then you got to rest and you get it back. These are zero. I got the light all day. You can do as much as you want. Same thing fireball. You should do those firebolts as much as you Let's want. Let's fucking get it. I mean. And what's the last one? Um, Mage hand. Mage hand. Mage hand. So it wasn't no attack bonus for light? No, because you're not really using light as damage. You're using light as a utility. So I got a plus size. Uh, Mage hand, though. That sounds like a bonus. Mage hand's uh, a spectral floating hand appears at the point you choose within range, which is 30 feet. So you can say, 
on top of that couch, I want a floating hand to still appear. Big floating <laughs> hand, right? But this is the way you want it that way. 